Well, hey guys, great to be together tonight. Hope day one has been a pretty good day. Um, hey, let me give you let me give you two words that uh, that I hope will go with you through uh, through the throughout this year. Um, one word, um, and I guess it's kind of a goal word at the, at the end of the year. I think we'd like to look back and say, man, that was an abounding year. And by abounding, you know, I mean uh, that's a quantitative word. That's like a lot. It means like overflowing, overflowing in. In, in good things that you experienced and, and in good things that you did. Abounding. How cool to come to the end of the year and look back and say, man, that was an abounding year. Uh, so we're doing some vocabulary. That's not necessarily a word that we'd use, but maybe you would at the end of this year when you look back at what was an abounding year. But the other word is even more important than abounding. Abounding may be the way we would like to look back and describe the year that just happened, but Another word is the way we get there, and that, that word is the word uh, abiding, to abide. I would hope and pray for you tonight that abiding would be the way you go into this year, right here in the middle of January, from here on throughout this year to come, that abiding would be a word that defines this year for you so that whatever abounding does or doesn't happen along the way, You'll look back at the end of this year and say, man, that was a great year because I abided. I was, I was close. I was right there with Jesus all the way. Abide and abound in that order. Um, college is all at the same time this crazy season of, um, of abounding in preparation so that when you leave college, you'll abound in whatever it is that you do. But at the same time, college is this time of abounding with so many opportunities and adventures and misadventures that are college life. College is just this crazy season of abounding, and there's this inherent danger to it of getting the abounding ahead of the abiding, to get all the doing ahead of the being. And there's a comparable, similar kind of inherent danger, occupational hazard in Christian discipleship. To get our, our doing out in front of, of our being. To, to, to get our, our, our abounding outpacing our abiding. And the point of this tonight is to look at two verses of Scripture that help us to get our abiding and our abounding in the right order. So that we can go into this year and go through this year with these two discipleship concepts in the right order. With our abounding following our abiding. Two verses of Scripture that this comes from. Uh, the first is in 2 Corinthians 9. The second is in John 15. 2 Corinthians 9, 8, and John 15, 5. They go like this. 2 Corinthians 9. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. John 15, 5, these are, these are parallel verses that have the same thing to say to us in a little bit different perspective. John 15, 5, the words of Jesus. He said, I'm the vine and you are the branches. That's how it works. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit. Because apart from me, you can do nothing. So a little more on, on abiding, the meaning of of abiding. Um, 
If you're looking at a, at a Bible version, what, what word, maybe it says abide, what else do you see? Jesus says, um, what you got? Abundant, okay. Some, some say remain in me. Um, other versions have different words to translate that, that concept of abide. Um, and it's not a word that we use all the time, so we're not all that familiar. I mean, we know that it means something like to reside or to, to live, but, but it means more than that. To abide means to, to really live. It means like to make yourself at home somewhere. It means to, to homestead, to really settle in. I mean, to really live there. That's what abide means. Um, so do you know, or, or might you be uh, a college student who lives out of a suitcase? Do you know anybody who just lives out of a suitcase? Like they never really unpack the suitcase, and they just, they just live out of the suitcase during the week because on the weekend they're going home or they're taking a road trip or, or whatever, and they never really unpack and settle in to the dorm or the apartment. They just live out of the suitcase. Um, or have you ever gone on like a trip and you're going to be somewhere for um, a week and, you, and you're, 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 you're staying in this room, a hotel room or a condo or something, and, and there's, there's actually a, a dresser or a chest of drawers with, with like six nice drawers stacked up, but you just like live out of your suitcase all week instead of like moving. How long do you have to be somewhere to like move in and like move your stuff into the dresser? I mean, because that's the difference between... That's the difference between abiding there and just passing through. And note that Jesus doesn't say, pass through with me, and that's what I'm looking for. He says, abide. He says, live. Make yourself at home. Really live in this relationship with me. So tonight, and for the sake of this year ahead, and for the sake of all that's ahead, would you unpack, settle in, make yourself at home with Jesus so that his life can fill your life and then overflow in an abounding kind of way to the world around you? So Jesus fleshes out this idea of abiding in John 15. Like read verses 1 through 15 before your eyes close on the pillow tonight, would you? John 15, 1 through 15. But verse 5 is the core of it. And, and verse 5 is, is the core of Jesus' teaching on abiding. So that's where we're giving our focus right here tonight. Um, Jesus gives us three basic things that abiding means. If we're going to abide in Jesus in such a way that we get to the abounding, here's what it means. First, abiding means relationship. Relationship. Uh, 20th century missionary to India, E. Stanley Jones, once in India was asked by someone, what does Christianity have to offer that our religion doesn't? Jones replied, Jesus Christ. A person, a person with whom we have a relationship, a person with whom we have a relationship in which there is friendship and, and intimacy. Jesus Christ. And then Jesus describes this abiding relationship kind of in botanical terms. I mean, he's using the vine and the branch image. I'm the vine and you are the branch. And, and what happens right there, so here's the vine and here's the branch. I mean, and what happens right here is what we're talking about tonight, where the branch connects with the vine. It's right here. This is what we're talking about, that contact, that connection point where branch meets vine, where branch draws its life 
from the vine, where branch draws its identity, where branch grows its fruit, all because of this connection right here. That's what we're talking about right here, this point, where vine meets branch. That's the connection. And the heart of, of that abiding relationship, the heart of this connection is, is relationship. It's, uh, it's not attendance. It's not participation. It's not membership. It's not even believing. It's relationship. And don't miss the fact that this is a two-way relationship. Um, Jesus says, abide in me. And so we often just hear that and think, okay, well, that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to abide in Jesus. And yes, that is what it says we're supposed to do. But there's another thing that, that Jesus said. Jesus said, abide in me and I in you. Don't miss that awesome reality that Jesus desires to abide with you. Jesus desires to abide with you. This abiding relationship is not an individual assignment that Jesus says, get it together, abide in me. What it is, it's Jesus saying, this is a group project, you and me. We're abiding in each other. I'm helping you and you're connecting to me. Group project, not individual assignment. Because Jesus says, abide in me and I in you. Don't miss the beauty of Jesus' desire to abide with you. All right, so when there's a relationship, when there's a roommate relationship, when there's a, a romantic thing, when there's a marriage, you know, and there's an important, uh, important decisions to be made, um, you, you kind of consult somebody in whom you're, you're in an important relationship with. And so if Jesus is that to you, then it only makes sense to invite Jesus to have a say in all the ways that you want to abound your ambitions, your aims, your hopes. Give Jesus a say. Let the relationship with Jesus have a say about all the ways that you want to abide, abound in experience and make a difference in life. Abiding means relationship. And the second thing Jesus said abiding means is that it's fruit. There in, in 15.5, Jesus says, um, abide in me and you'll bear much fruit. Abiding yields fruit. It's that relationship of vine and branch that bears fruit. And if you look on down to verse 8, there you'll see where it says, we hear this from Jesus, that it, it, it honors our Father that our discipleship bears much fruit. It's not just about doing it because it's the thing to do. Understand the impact that it honors God. God is, is glorified when your life bears fruit. So why does it honor God? Why does it glorify God for your life to, to bear fruit? And it, Because of this, because you're made in the image of God, but it's not quite so easy for you and me to reflect that image of God anymore. But when we're connected in a relationship with Jesus, then we've got Godness infused into our soul and into our being, such that the fruit that grows from us now is the godly fruit that God intended from the beginning. So when you abide in Jesus and bear much fruit, it glorifies God because you're showing God as God intended for us to show him and reveal him to the world around us. And God is honored and God is glorified in that. Hey, would you, uh, would you do just an honest assessment for, for just a, a brief minute? If, if abiding 
is what grows fruit. And what does the level of fruit in your life say about the level of abiding in your life? Um, are you up for an experiment? Would you, would you lean closer into abiding with Jesus and just see what grows? Give it a chance. Give it a try. Lean closer in to the abiding and see what grows there. And the third thing Jesus says about abiding is that abiding admits our dependence on Jesus. At the end of verse 5, Jesus says rather bluntly, apart from me, you can do nothing. And Jesus is not saying, hey, you're a total zero. He's not saying that. But he's saying that apart from me, you can't do what you're made to do. Only by being connected to me and engaged with my life in you can you be what you're supposed to be. And anything less than that is, is nothing. So if, if today, on like syllabus day, if you went into class and the professor's going over the syllabus and the, the professor says, uh, hey, apart from me, you can do nothing, I mean, that would be kind of shocking and that would get your attention. But if the professor meant by that that, hey, your grade is going to be based on your relationship with me, then, then that, that would just kind of feel kind of strange to hear that from a professor. But that's kind of where Jesus is coming from. He's saying it's not about what you do. It's not about how good you do. It's about the fact that you keep showing up, that you get connected, and that you keep showing up in this relationship with me. That's a pretty accurate picture of abiding with Jesus. Showing up uh, time after time, day after day, hour after hour, making yourself at home with Jesus. Soaking in what He alone has to give because it really is true that apart from Jesus, I just don't add up. Abiding means owning up to my dependence on Jesus and then depending on Jesus. Oswald Chambers, um, devotional writer, wrote the classic, My Most for His Highest, has this to say, the main thing about Christianity, the main thing about Christianity is not the work we do, but the relationship we maintain and the atmosphere produced by that relationship. There's abiding, and there is the abounding that flows out of that abiding. So the wrap up. Three user errors. Avoid these. As you um, head into a, a year of, of abiding. Number one. Abounding without abiding. Or attempting to abound without abiding. Sometimes it's our impatience for, for results. Sometimes it's our impulsive actions. Sometimes it's just our self-absorbed uh, mentality, and we just launch into abounding without abiding. Um, yeah, there's some good you can do without abiding, but there's so much more good to be done that God can do with you if you abide. So practice abiding. Do it on purpose. Do it intentionally. Uh, and that means you know, two things. It means setting aside times when you abide call it a devotional call it a quiet time call it abiding but do it 
set aside times when you on purpose intentionally abide in that relationship and nurture that relationship talking listening telling god what's on your heart and listening for what's on his then the other time that we need to practice abiding is just in all those moments in between all those moments during the course of the day uh, cultivate the tendency to say hey god what's up in 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 every moment of every day hey god what's up <laughs> do you think he might have something to say back to that Hey, God, what's up? Pretty good way to cultivate abiding in all your moments. Second user, user error is, is abiding but never getting around to abounding. Because sometimes in our enjoyment of, of abiding, we just enjoy the, the experience, the companionship, the fellowship, the intimacy with God. And it's easy just to keep on doing that and not ever getting around to the abounding so, uh, so cultivate a responsive heart in your times of abiding. Prayerfully ask God the question, who, who do I know that needs some of this? That I can share some of this abiding with. Cultivate a responsive heart that pays attention to the nudges and prompts. Uh, even the shouts that God would have to say to you. Third user error to be avoided, and that is substituting busyness for abounding. Busyness is fake abiding. Busyness is just fake abiding that comes with comes from being wrapped up in what's on your mind, agenda, calendar, more than being wrapped up in what's what's on the Lord's agenda, calendar. It's really easy to be busy. It's harder to be on target and the difference is in abiding so here's how to do it here's the, the the bottom line how to do it how to start abiding trust jesus to be that connection where where branch meets vine trust jesus that's what you call that's a scientific term for the the connection of vine to branch here it's trust trust jesus to connect you to God and that takes admitting your own inadequacy and and professing your own dependence on Jesus unpack settle in make yourself at home in that relationship that's how you abide and here's how you start abounding you start abiding <laughs> and then the abounding will come in time so guys, what I want to say to you is that a life full of abounding, um, both in this year, 2023, in all your college days, in whatever's on the other side of your college days, uh, but a, a life full of abounding um, flows from your abiding. Abiding first, then comes the abounding. So let's wrap it up with prayer and, and let's use this verse John 15, 5, as, uh, let's pray this verse and uh, use this truth as our prayer tonight. Jesus, thank you. Thank you so much for inviting us to abide. Thank you for not demanding performance 
but instead inviting us to abide in a life-giving relationship. So good of you to invite us to abide. So good of you to want to abide with us. We thank you for that. We are amazed and grateful that you would want to make yourself at home with us. And Jesus, we want to make ourselves at home with you. We own up to the reality that on our own we just don't add up. So we give you ourselves to abide with you. We give ourselves to you to abide with you. And we ask that you would grow abounding fruit out of our abiding lives. For your honor, for your glory, for the good of the world around us. That's our prayer and we trust it to you, Jesus. Amen.